I fucked up. <laughs> Party I foul. fucked up. That's the first time I've ever done that. That's incredible. And that's also because this is down here instead of. Also, this has to be the cold open. You need to have this and then the intro. <laughs> oh, you, you have to have just, oh no. Yeah. Click. I fucked up. Okay. <laughs> Um, so we're gonna do redo the intro, <laughs> and then I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about your podcast. This rules. So, like I said, you're you, I'm learning a lot today about recording here, um, but that's literally never happened before, and that's been like my number one fear. Uh, but anyway, hey everyone, welcome to Between the Soup, the show where friends become closer friends, and the show where I talk to people about their ideas and expertise so that you can learn from their unique experiences. I'm your host, Gilbert, and today we are joined by Zach Tony. Zach is a graduate of Arizona State University with a bachelor's degree in design management and a master's degree in legal studies. And in today's episode, I'm going to be prodding Zach for the ideas that came from his experience in working in design management, working for a law firm, and the hobbies and interests that keep him going each day. Uh, I'm very sorry that I fucked up the the first intro uh, that I wasn't recording, but uh, I'm still glad to have you here. I was and- just going to say thank you so much for having me and, and for recording this for the first time. <laughs> totally clean. Yeah, definitely. That was. That, I mean, I think it came out better, but welcome to Between the Soup. I, I am super stoked to have you here. Um, so now that we are recording, uh, so you were telling me about uh, your podcast that you're starting and the... Uh, that it's centered around actually I'll just let you yeah yeah, yeah. so no. so it's something that a friend of mine and I have had uh, in mind for a long time that's actually part of the scheduling is my friend lives in uh, Newfoundland which mm-hmm. is uh, not originally they moved there I'm not I'm not friends <laughs> with a newfie on purpose um, <laughs> yeah uh, so actually I mean, got a tattoo because I was there nice. <laughs> uh, um, but no so so it's it's my friend and I uh, interviewing people about kind of the w- any single video game that they think is formative, mm-hmm. which like does sound to a point like, hmm, that's some real nerd shit. But also everybody's got, like my mom has one. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your, what was your mom? It's Tetris. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think my dad's was Galaga. That okay. was like his first. I felt like that would be my dad's answer to either Galaga or like Duck Hunt or something yeah, like that. My, my mom played so much goddamn. Like she, so she played Tetris for, like all, all as a kid, like arcades and all that. Mm-hmm. And then in like 2007, I got a Game Boy. And so I wasn't using, I got a Game Boy Advance. So I wasn't, no, no, it would have been 2004. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, when the Game Boy Advance came out, I got one. So I wasn't using a Game Boy Color anymore. So my mom literally stole it from my room. And I would, I, I found out she took it because I was like walking into the kitchen one day and I just hear boom, boo, doo, 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 doo. I'm like, what the hell is that? And I walk, and she's just sitting there like, that was up. <laughs> it's just nice. click it away. That's a, I mean, that's still pretty cool that, that she does that. But so I also completely interrupted you. Um, so about formative, uh, video game experience and your co-host question mark is in Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, I mean, that's, that's really it. That's just, oh. it's just, it's just difficult to schedule. Okay, because so, because Newfoundland is three and a half hours off of, well, four and a half normally, three and a half right now. Uh, I don't actually don't know where the fuck that is. It is okay. So you know you know where Alaska is. Yes. Okay, Newfoundland is the other side of Canada, and I say it like that because the reason Newfoundland is part of Canada 
is it was its own country until like 1956. Mm -hmm. And then the U.S., after buying Alaska, was like, what else do we want to buy? <laughs> and the the nation of Canada went, well, you can't border us. So they, they annexed Newfoundland. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So, I mean, that does sound difficult to schedule, especially were you thinking about doing it like in person or... Oh, God, like no, we're just, just over Discord, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, uh, to just, just, you know, sending back and forth those audio files. So what what would, like, the the format or, like, the length of the episode be? Because I feel like with, with something like that, like, maybe you have, like, a ton of different stories about that particular video game and, like, what you like about it, but... So I'm f- stealing wholesale, fully wholesale from a friend of mine, um... His podcast, uh, My First Kicks, at Who Is Haas, My First Kicks. He's great. Um, he does not need that plug. Um, but he, so so his format is the effectively the exact same thing, but with shoes. Mm-hmm. And so I was just going to steal his format, honestly. Gotcha. Um, just talk, talk to the person, talk about who they are, what they do, and then kind of go into a little bit of news, a little bit of, you know, just kind of so, like pop culture stuff, and then talk about like, you know, the topic. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. So, okay, then I'm going to, I'm going to flip the script on you. What, what was your answer to this question? So actually it's a game that I started sort of replaying literally two days ago. Uh, It was, this is not my first game, but it was certainly the one that like, like set it in is uh, Metroid Prime for the Game Boy, uh, 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 GameCube. Okay. And it's so much fun. It's it came out a year after Halo, and is so much better than like <laughs> it's like it, like it, it's an exploration game that also is like a first person shooter, mm-hmm. as opposed to basically every other shooter that came out until true. I mean, until the remake of Metroid came out uh, three days ago, which is or last week or whatever, which is why I bought it. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. It's on Switch, and it's one of those things too where it looks like. Because, you know, like, you remember, like, things from your childhood. And you're like, oh, that looks so cool. And you go back to watch it. Yeah, it's... And you're like, oh, this looks like ass. Yeah. <laughs> so Metroid, the, the Metroid Prime, the remaster, looks exactly like I remember it. Mm-hmm. To the point where I do not want to go back and play the GameCube version. Because I'm going to look at it and be like, wow, they changed everything. Yeah. I totally know what you mean. Like, the, I think the first time that I had that experience was, like, I used... This isn't, like, my, my formative video game. Mm-hmm. But I used to play... Um, on the Xbox, the original Xbox, it was uh, Medal of Honor European Assault. Uh, I I will not. I I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it, when I was younger, I was just like, okay, yeah, this looks this looks sick. This looks like I mean, normal. This whatever. Looks just and like then, Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> and then I yeah, I, I don't remember when it was, but when I was a lot older, I went back to play it, and I was like, this this is like too rough for me to like enjoy anymore. Uh, I mean, there, there's there's games too that like it hurts that they're like this because like like the original Bioshock is mm-hmm. 15 years. It's almost 16 years old. Mm-hmm. So you go back to play it and you're like, oh hell yeah, I remember. That. It sucks to play. <laughs> the, the controls are, are like they're shitty. Mm-hmm. The the fact that you can't like everything is just slow. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's not a. I wish it was a better game, but it's... Mm-hmm. And I was playing the remastered version, and it's was, still like... Oh, really? I was going to say, I've only played the remastered I didn't play the original, so I don't know. The, the, the remastered is still a little a little molasses-y. The original's worse. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, even... Uh, like, I remember when the 360 came out, and, like, the graphics were... Like, they were a ton better in comparison to, like, the original uh, Xbox, but, like, even still, like, compared to now, they're, like, trash. 
I'm thinking about my answer to to this question. Yeah, what is your answer? Let me flip <laughs> the script. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, okay, so my answer is uh, Knights of the Old Republic, the first one. Uh, Interesting. Okay, yeah, not first. not the lauded second one. Not the second one, um, and I think it will. So the I remember the first time I played it, it was like at a friend's house because uh, I'd seen like box art of it at, like as a kid, and I thought it looked really cool. I was like, oh, another Star Wars game. And I remember the first time I played it, I was like, I didn't understand like the mechanics of like how it worked. And like, it wasn't like really like shooter based, like, um, like Jedi outcast was, and it wasn't, uh, shout out to Jedi outcast, yeah. the best star Wars game. And, yeah. I mean, I'd say that's a close second, if not first, but, uh, it switched, it goes back between the two. You, you um, can't be a stormtrooper with a yellow lightsaber <laughs> in, in nice of the old Republic. That's true. Just saying. That's true. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I remember I played at a friend's house and I thought like, I didn't like it because of the mechanics. And then uh, I think my birthday when I was in fifth grade, um, my parents had bought me a, an Xbox bundle with that game. And I was I was initially really pissed or like not pissed, but like upset because I was like, oh, man, they, they spent like all this money for a game that I don't want. And then uh, I was just like, OK, I'll play it again anyway. And I fucking loved it. It was just like I've probably played that game like hundreds of times over and I play the exact same story every single time. But it's still it's still like I don't know. That's like it's just one of the games where like I loved the story. I do love the mechanics. I loved like even even though the graphics are super dated, if you were to play it back then, like they're bearable still just Mm. because of the gameplay. So what do you do? Now you said you're I think on the server you said you're a file clerk. Yeah, or, okay. yeah, yeah. So so my job is that's recent too, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I started okay. it in right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I actually my first day was the first working day after the holiday party. Cool. Oh, Which, well, well, so you say you, you you're like, huh? But also imagine your first day being, come on, everybody, let's all go to the bar down the street and socialize mm-hmm. with all these people we know, and then there'd be me. <laughs> Just sitting there like, this is fun. <laughs> is, yeah. So I'm, I'm actually kind of glad that I, like I missed out on a steak dinner. Eh, whatever. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, you missed out on the, just the, I enjoy the socializing part. I, that's the, I, mean, I think that's the, the double-edged sword of, of having working in a tech job that's like remote is mm-hmm. that like, I actually do miss, there should be an asterisk or like, Next to this statement, uh, I do miss going back in office. Asterisk. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually really, really like my like. I have an mm-hmm. office. I don't have a cubicle. I have like a mm-hmm. like an established office. Nice. And I specifically like, put up posters and shit in my office. These things are yeah I mean, not good for you. Fizzy. Yeah, they're they're fizzy. In fact. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sponsors oh my god if if i got sponsored by busy holy shit Um, i would i would fucking rep outside of this podcast yeah you're rocking the busy shirt it'd be like if i were like vegan or did crossfit like in any conversation (laughs) i would just hey you know i'm sponsored by busy you're you're, you're you're aunts in town and you're like hey what's up anyway (laughs) yeah oh my gosh but anyway um uh, oh, you said you have an office. You, yeah, like, so I have an office. So like I put up posts and shit because they decided that like work from home is over. Mm-hmm. And so everybody has to be in the whole time. I mean, that's good that you like it, though. Uh, mm. I, th- I was going to say like the asterisk that I put next to the statement, I like being back in office is dependent on having a good office culture or like 
just a good work culture in general. Like the the role that I had uh, before um, my role at Peloton was just super, super corporate, like Fortune 100 company. You go in, everything is beige and cubicled and um, square. Just looks like the inside Even of a Even the people. <laughs> I mean, uh, less refined, I suppose. <laughs> um, but it's just not it's just soul draining like even like the blinds are just sad because they're just they look broken um just like everybody's spirits in there and (laughs) yeah so like when i was forced back into office along with everybody else um at that role i was just like this sucks i don't want to be here but it's like it's just such a weird like dichotomy to like now where i see my coworkers who are in new york like be in office and you know, I like all of my coworkers. They're really cool, funny people. And I'd be like, I mean, I really want to hang out with you guys, but like, I can't, I'm over here. So mm. it's like weird that I now wish that I was back in office because of cool people, cool work environment, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Also at the beginning of COVID, I remember, um, was the time where I was like, cause I was unemployed and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, hell yeah. Uh, because I, I, uh, no, note for folks, uh, don't, uh, quit your job right before a pandemic. That's what I did. Yeah, it's it's a it's not the greatest when you can't apply for that unemployment, that 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 good good uh, <laughs> uh, uh, pandemic unemployment oh my because God. you voluntarily left your job yep. in December, um, and then uh, the I sun didn't. went out, <laughs> and you kind of <laughs> well, okay, you can you can tell me more about the story, and then I'll tell you about. It. My, oh yeah, so it was just uh, so like like when it started, I was like, oh, I got nothing else to do, time to drink. Uh, I did that for about four days, and. I, then I, I I ran out of gin, and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. This sucks. Because it wasn't even like I was getting like crazy. I was just like, I've maintained like a good buzz mm-hmm. consistently for four days. Oh my gosh! And then, but yeah, by the fifth day, I was like, I've watched like all of the One Piece I want to for God. right now. I'm like, there's nothing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for a walk, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I came back and I looked at my gin and I was out. Or I looked at my empty bottle of gin and my the tonic I didn't have any more of. And I was like, mm, I'm done. And then I basically didn't drink for most of COVID. I mean, that's, I'd say that's a big plus for you. Cause mm. I've, I think that there was like some stat out there that was like alcohol sales just like skyrocketed because of COVID, COVID, COVID. Um, and yeah, just it, sadly that and like domestic abuse. Yeah. <laughs> those things seem to correlate. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, I don't, I, I mean, even if they were like, just independent of one another, like that both are still like shitty. Oh no. And it really, really interesting too. Well, I mean, I, I do remember like there was a there was a day when this is not a story about me beating my partner, by the way. I'm gonna oh jump into that up front. Um <laughs> no one's no one's thought that. No, I know, but it's just like it's like, oh speaking of domestic violence, this reminds me. No, th- 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 there was a day where I was like th- this is still pretty early on, but like my my partner at the time and I had just gotten in like a small argument, mm-hmm. but then for some reason the cat started like yowling, like not meowing, but like ah, like this horrible. Like, wait, like what? Uh, oh, you want me to do it again? No. <laughs> get get right up in there. Just no. A- ASMR tauntaun oh noise. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but she so like the cat's going off, and like my partner and I are in a disagreement, and I'm like I didn't get I I'm leaving, and so like I dro- I just like got in my car and I drove for like an hour and a half, just kind of like tooling around. Mm-hmm. Just because I like need like being confined in. Um, oh, I see. Okay. 
I was trying to connect the dots between like domestic abuse and like oh yeah, no, this yeah, example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like if you're you, not if, you're if you didn't have a place to like escape to, ah, uh, or if you didn't have like an outlet, like <laughs> that's okay. Okay, outlet's a bad <laughs> word. I, let's just cut this like, whole segment. <laughs> Fuck. Don't have an outlet. Like I gotta punch you. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> um. No, I think I think that makes sense. That's actually really interesting too. So I think that also perfectly segues into my story. Um, but so I I was working for a company called Tiro at the time. Uh, if you don't know what oh that like is. the like the rental car yeah yeah I've used I used them once yeah nice um so yeah like so you know Airbnb cars basically if you have an extra vehicle or want to rent out your own or lend out your or I guess uh, list your vehicle uh, you're not supposed to say rent because they're not a rental car company. Um, I honestly, so when I worked there, I, I loved working there. Like same thing, like sick office culture. All the people there are awesome. Um, they treat their employees really, really well. A cool concept. I don't know. It's just over, overall great, uh, great place to work. Um, I was working in, um, in claims for them. Uh, so I, I didn't enjoy that because people would be, always be upset about their car and their claim or whatever. But I bring up that, that story because like, a really interesting piece of data, which I think I can share, um, was that like during COVID, so the business took a hit because obviously like places shut down, travel shut down. So people weren't really like booking cars, but then after a while of like being in the pandemic, um, there was a huge uptick in like local rides. Uh, and that's because like people just saw it as like either an outlet or they just enjoyed driving in itself, Mm. which I think is, I mean, I think that coincides with like your story. I don't know how many of those people were like, it's either I I book a car or I, it's either this or I'm better than I'm locked (laughs) up. (laughs) Um, but it's still, still interesting. But yeah, I, so because I was in out, so I was in claims, um, COVID happened and Turo laid off a bunch of people. Um, I, I was able to keep my job there, um, but because of, like, the layoffs, like, there was a, just a really big push to, like, you know, make more phone calls to, to all these people that are doing claims and, like, a bigger workload and all the stuff that I just really genuinely hated. Um, so I quit my job uh, around that time, but I had also had, like, just finished, like, uh, a coding camp that I took for, for data analytics. Um, so I was just like, well, I kind of want to, kind of need to look for a different job in this field that I want anyway. So I'm just going to take that leap of faith and and do it and live off savings until hopefully I find something and then eventually did. So it worked out. And thankfully I didn't, I didn't feel like drinking at all, like during that time either. It was, it's still just like socially, I'm pretty much just a social drinker. Mm. Um, but it was, but there was like a time, uh, a year later where I had like this sort of like epiphany or, uh, more specifically like metanoia about just like i don't know just what a terrific word thank you metanoia yes damn um yeah there there's definitely metanoia about um just kind of how i saw saw like myself and what i did and what i want out of life so like you mentioned earlier um you have a story about like listening or not listening to what others think i did what a terrific segue yeah uh my so so i actually had a very similar thing during covid um and actually that's where the masters came from because i was like well 
in two years, I'll either be dead or I'll owe $50,000 to the government. It was, I didn't end up being dead and I ended up with a master's. So you can guess <laughs> how much money I owe to the government. Um, but I, so that was like my, my thing. But then like the more I was, cause I've always, and I think every, like everybody, like growing up, you're always like, Oh, I gotta do what everybody, you know, like, like gotta make sure that I fit in and all that. And then after like a year of this, I was like, oh, fuck that. I'm already wearing like, cause like, you know, there's things that like your, your parents, uh, will like, like you just grow up and you're like, well, I can't do that because that's like. You know, we never did that at home or, you know, whatever, like not even anything specific, just like kind of generally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, yeah, that's, uh, that's bullshit and I don't care. So I just kind of stopped. Um, I stopped, I stopped like caring about kind of how I was perceived and just kind of started enjoying um, just stuff as it came. Uh, my joke that year was um, if you had a Spotify wrapped for my uh, alcohol consumption, this is the year after uh, 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 like big COVID. Okay. Um, it was in almost entirely uh, Coors Light and Rosé because I was like, because before I was like, oh, I only drink whiskey. I'm like, mm, no, I'm going to drink the cheap thing that tastes nice. Uh, well, I mean, Coors Light doesn't taste like, but it, it's, it's I fine. I mean, out of shitty beer, I, Coors Light's the go-to, I think. Yeah, it's, it's out of that or... Uh, um, Miller Genuine for me because mm. it's got a lady with in the moon on the. That's that's where my. I, I mean, I like I like that there's a as an explanation or, or a distinct reason for it instead of just like because somebody else right made this look cool or no made exactly, it seem yeah. like a thing. Uh, but even uh, like and this is and I mean like I became a lot more uh, I guess like amiable about like music and movies too because mm-hmm. before I was like oh I can't watch that. Uh, meanwhile, now I'm like, bro, do you see the trailer for the new Transformers movie? It's, it's mm-hmm. Beast Wars, dude. It's gonna be it's gonna be fucking awesome. Like, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Um, also, actually, the other thing that I was gonna I, I mentioned before we started recording that I was gonna lead into, um, I'm starting to write country music. Okay, interesting. And like, I we have, can't be friends anymore. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> all right. Well, Respect, goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Um, no, so I, I started. Uh, I just started like writing some stuff, and then. I hit up a couple friends. I have, I have a friend who's a drummer. I have a friend who's a guitarist. Mm-hmm. And all of us kind of, like, they like what I'm writing. I don't hate what I'm writing. So, like, yeah, we're going to kind of see where it goes from there. And, it, and again, like, you know, you're like, well, we can't be friends anymore. All right. Well, that's yeah. your loss, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Like, I actually, I, I mean, I respect that it's just like, okay, like, I don't, I don't fucking give a shit what you say. Yeah. Um, that and uh, there's something else. Oh, I was gonna say like yeah, it's, it's probably like not great uh, timing for me to be like no, f- like to be judgy of you <laughs> in that way when you're like yeah, I'm 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 glad that I'm doing stuff uh, outside of people judging me. Right. Um, okay, so that was crispy. Right. Ooh, oh, that's good. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. So I think the original topic was getting into like. The so you, you we were talking about metanoia specifically. Yes. Uh, I keep using that word. What if should, it's a terrific word. I should explain what it is. Um, I I did have to like break it down. I was like, what the hell? Are you? Oh, it's yeah. It's just like having like a, a radical change in uh, like thoughts or beliefs. That would you agree with that? I mean, I broke it down as uh, like an internal, insistent awareness. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like because paranoia is like 
that that like uh, awareness that something's going on around you mm-hmm. versus metanoia True. would be something's going on within you. Ah, that's a. Or actually, wait. no, wait, I did that backwards. I think. Hold on, let's. You know, we're gonna get a little. So okay, metanoia noun change in one's way of life resulting from penitence or spiritual conversion. Okay, yeah. So we're talking. We're talking about basically this like sort of change in beliefs and specifically like moving away from like we need to care about what other people think and I'm going to shy away from that and just do what I want and just do your own thing, fuck man. like what other people think. What kind of what do you think brought you to that realization? Um. So yeah. yeah so, uh, um. I mean, I think it was really like. It was like focusing, because again, leading up to COVID, it was like, oh, I got to make sure. And then I had a, it was a combination of things. It was both that like people were genuinely dying of something that at the time we didn't have a vaccine for it. It was just like, I mean, we'll figure it out. Uh, Don't cough on people, I guess. Um, And so it was that. And it was also, I distinctly remember I got a job during covid um as a graphic designer mm-hmm. um and the the owners so it was a it was actually a really really fun place to work it was a it was a packaging company that specialized in dispensary accoutrement so it was anything you'd need to That's sell to sell thanks anything you'd need to sell weed basically mm-hmm. so it was if you were selling like vapes they would have a little like the container, like the little vape things. If you were selling uh, flour, they would have a little like pop top. Like they had everything. Uh, the owners were such assholes about like, like I was wearing, like one day I came to I came to work and I was wearing like crop, like not even cropped pants, but like I generally wear my pants like they're a little. You can see my ankles. That's like that's it. And I was wearing those with like Converse, and so you could see. And they were like high tops. So you could like see like the top of my ankle even, it, like literally like the pants I'm wearing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the owners, they're they're short. You can see my ankles. It's a visual thing. Uh, one one of the owners, like literally, was like, "Why are you wearing your pants like that?" I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Why are you dressed like that?" I'm like, "Cause I'm, I'm what do you what?" Like I I genuinely didn't have an answer to it. And I was like, "What do you mean? Why am I? Fuck you, man! This is because I wanted to dress like this." Mm. And then it just kind of went from there. Interesting. And yeah, it was, and it's like. I mean, honestly, there's a, there's a, a, a nihilist part of it that's like, I don't know, there's a good possibility that this person who's talking shit is going to be dead tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, like, eh, whatever. Interesting. And, and like, you know, it's how, how far can their opinion really go? If mm-hmm. it can only go, like, until they keel over from COVID, it's it's really only going to go to the end of this conversation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, what, okay, I guess. Again, very, very nihilist, very defeatist, but also, you know, we got there eventually. Yeah, so let's say that that was the um, the starting point of having that idea. What sort of like fueled the fire then? Like, so let's say you're just like starting to think like, okay, this one, these people's opinions are fucking stupid. Like, why would I believe that in the first place? Uh, it was once, uh, once I got going, it was it, I, it was just great. That would like it's w- once you don't care about what people think. The world's your oil. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. There's there's so much stuff that you're like, and this is the, I I feel, I feel like I'm like the hippie that you you brought on the podcast. Uh, but there's oh so, I've the, got way more people that are there's there's so much stuff. Wait, did you have uh, 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 Nick Kush? Yes, yes. 
<laughs> Fuck it. Speaking <laughs> of, <laughs> um, I, th- yeah, I thought I saw his name on here. Um, but like, yeah, once you get going and once you're able to like walk, like, like just step away just briefly um, from that mindset, there's just kept this cascade of like, of like, well, I don't really, but if I don't really give a shit, then I don't give a shit at all. And then I can, and then you're free and then you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. That's cool though. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Like genuinely kind of like with what you're, what you're saying, um, where people do stop caring about what I, th- I think that also just comes with like age. Mm. Honestly, like you're, you're just like, you get to a point where like after so many years of like listening to what other people say and what other people want, you're just like, fuck that. I don't, I just don't care anymore. Mm. What do you, what do you think? Like I'm too old for this shit. I just like, I feel old. Like life's too short. I, I'm just going to do my own thing. Um, so I wonder if that's, if that's just kind of like a consistent thing. Uh, we're, oh yeah, we were still talking about like kind of moving away from like what other people think and how, what that's, what that's done, I guess to your personal growth or like even pursuing your goals elsewhere. Like you mentioned, um, starting to write country music, like in what other ways has that like affected your life? It it seems like law school was probably one of those reasons too. Yeah. So actually, so I just finished, uh, I took the LSAT last week. Mm -hmm. Literally I would have finished it an uh, hour from now, seven days ago. Yes. Um, and so I'm like, before I was like, well, me, you know, I'll just go back to ASU and I'll do do the three peat, get all three degrees from there. Uh, but no, so like, I was like, oh, you know, go to, go to ASU. Maybe I'll do U of A. But now I'm looking at, I'm like, I'm moving to Boston. Fuck this. I'm, I'm going to go. I was like, I got a, uh, some stuff from, uh, uh, um, Suffolk university, mm-hmm. which is like in Boston proper. It's not like a, like a high performing school, but also they're like, they sent me shit before I took my LSAT and I'm like, yeah, it's good enough for me. Fine. Let's, let's go. Let's move nice. to Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, but yeah, it's, it's kind of stuff where it's like. It's not, it's not acting on, because there are, I, I, there's people like, kind of like the Andrew WK approach where you're like, you're like exclusively id and you're just like, I'm just going to do what like, what like feels good. I'm either going to, I'm like, eat what I want, fuck what I want. And like, no, that's not that. But it's like, if I weigh the, if I weigh the options and it like turn it like it seems good, then that's the beginning and the end of it. Okay. Um. Backtracking a little bit, or at least so that I wait, I'm understanding it correctly. So you're you're wanting to go to law school. Why? Uh, just uh, <laughs> something to do, really. <laughs> right, fair enough. I so I was thinking about how to phrase this literally on my drive to work this morning because I don't want to say I got to keep moving like a shark because assholes compare themselves to like like apex predators. Don't want to compare myself to a wolf. Don't want to compare myself to a shark, but I got to keep moving. I cannot like, I always got to have another thing. Okay, that's um, fair. I think that's also a really common thing with uh, guests that I have over. Um, and my theory is also that like it, a lot of people, if they're in the right situation, the next thing is like kids. Um, so that way their problems are kind of yours and like, you know, taking care of a kid is enough of a, a reason to continue living and providing and like all that stuff. But right. if you don't have that, then it's like you could literally do whatever you want. Yeah. And, and also, I, I also need to jump in front. Like I was joking about it before, but like being able to do any of this, even, even going into debt for it is a tremendous privilege that I have. Mm-hmm. And so 
I'm not like like looking down on that, but on the other hand, it's like I mean, you, if you, if you got it, you may as well use it. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, sure, why why not? Let's. So okay, I think the part that I'm still like unclear on is like why why law school i mean because you go into debt about like for anything else right right so okay so originally it was that there's a program at asu where let's rewind three years okay uh there's a program at asu that if you do it um you can uh, you get your master's in legal studies and then that transitions into a jd so you mm-hmm. you do like it's like three and a half years and then you come out the other end as a you have all the trappings of an attorney. You just did it on purpose. I did. You better keep that. That one wasn't in. even whatever. Okay, um, sorry. So so you have all rude. you have all the trappings of an attorney. You can take the bar. You can become yeah. Okay. So I was like, oh, that sounds sick because again, I wasn't doing anything. Uh, so I apply for for the master's program. I get in, which was kind of a surprise anyway because my. My grades is under like they, they weren't bad, but they weren't like stellar. Mm-hmm. I had like a I think I had a solid three GPA okay. as an undergrad. Uh, so like I you know I took it, it as fine, um, and then I find out from my uh, advisor like literally a week before the application deadline, she's like, oh you need to apply to the law school in order to actually get, like <laughs> oh. like get it. So I'm now trying to do what is normally like a month long process in four days. I'm actually doing it again now. It still sucks. Uh, and I have until the end of this month to do it. Okay. Nice. Uh, but like applying for law school blows. Yeah, I believe it. And so I'm like, I'm like reaching out to people, like reaching out to like, like prominent attorneys I know, uh, humble brag, uh, trying to, <laughs> try to like, like get like letters of recommendation and all this shit. And eventually I was like, fuck it. It's not even whatever. I'll just, I'll just wait and then I'll do it. Um, and so this is kind of continuing that momentum, but also as part of that, it's like law's fun. Okay. It the, the stuff I want to do is like all like financial stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's the stakes aren't as high mm-hmm. as like depending on, on where you are, if you're like private sector or public sector, whether you do good or bad, the end result is a rich guy either loses money or makes or doesn't pay money. Mm-hmm. Like that is that is either the win or loss. So like whatever. Like it doesn't really if it doesn't affect me it's like you're doing family law mm-hmm. where like if you fuck it up like some kids with their you know aunt or horrible parent or whatever for the rest of their life it's it's yeah i don't know it's it's something that i find really interesting mm-hmm. and the more i've like looked into it i'm like i'm actually decent at this okay also i can't just code i'm i'm dog shit at coding which is really <laughs> limiting my my uh career options okay <laughs> okay so that was actually going to be the, the next question that i had too because i think when we talked at provision you said that you were in you were doing something design management e so i actually so you explained what your job was and i don't think i fully understood or like but as i talked to more people about it, they're like oh yeah that's a thing and i'm like what so can you can you explain the previous job that you had? Yeah, sure. So I would like everybody listening to take out their iPhone. If you don't have an iPhone, you can sit down for this part. And if you look at the back, um, there's going to be a black dot next to your um, cameras, your, like your camera kind of cluster. Uh, that is a LiDAR scanner, or if you're a pain in the ass, an LIDAR scanner. Uh, so that is, uh, it's, it's, a, it's like radar, but it uses light. That's why it's, 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 it's light instead of radio. Uh, and what you can do with that is get really, really good 
high definition images of whatever you want. It could be these mics, it could be this room. Um, so my previous job was, I worked for a company that would send out technicians to scan whole buildings. Um, and I normally joke about like having to sign an N or signing an NDA and then like joking about the companies. But like, since this is being recorded, I won't mention the companies, but like they were, they were large. They were, they were like large, like, like companies, you know, that have like distribution centers and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Uh, we would scan their warehouses, their distribution centers. And then my job would be to assemble those scans into a usable 3d model, um, for really whatever was needed. Sometimes they had in-house, um, designers or in-house uh, technicians that would then take the basically raw data that I did and then apply it to a blueprint. Uh, sometimes it was like a mom and pop. Like we did, I did like a bakery in like Albany that had like, you could see like the one employee. He's like waved to the camera at one mm -hmm. point. Um, and like for that stuff, we do it all in-house. Um, but it's basically a way to, if you want to remodel, if you want to just like get like a good idea of what you're doing, um, it's way more accurate than a blueprint because it is the physical space as opposed to something that an architect drew up or an engineer or whatever, you know, five years before the product, the project even began. Mm -hmm. And like, we'd have stuff particularly with large buildings where you'd start, cause you need to have like an origin point for whatever alignment you're doing. Um, so you would like line it up with like an I beam somewhere and then you go to the other side of the building and like shit would be twisted or it would be off by like three feet because it's really easy to, if you're, especially if you're using like Rhino or like a, like a blueprint making software. Uh, if Rhino's not a blueprint making software, please don't, please don't at me in, on Twitter. Um, and I don't remember. It's been, it's been like six months. Uh, so you take, you could take that stuff and then uh, like, it looks very, very nice when you build it, but then you go to the actual site and there could be like, it, there's a hill you didn't account for or the builders don't give a shit, which is way more common than you'd think. Where they're like, is we're embedding an I-beam. Who, who fucking cares? Just put it in. It's lunchtime. Um, so you'd have like things that are twisted or they're, they're too far off. And so that was, we, we were basically like giving the actual, um, the actual layout versus the supposed layout, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And then how, I did that for a while and then I, they had to lay off like half the staff. How do you, how do you get involved in that? That sounds so niche. Um, so, you know, I've talked about all like like how like you know you gotta really like like working is good. Uh, nepotism. My my cousin ah, worked in that department. Gotcha. And he got me the job. But like that was like that company, um, like just in my department actually. So there's my cousin and I. Then there were two brothers whose third brother worked in a different department. Um, there was a guy who was dating one of the trainers, and they'd been dating well before either of them started at this job. Uh, like it was, it was a company that not necessarily hired through nepotism, but was very much like we hire through personal recommendation, mm -hmm. uh, which is nice for like, it's, it was genuinely until they ran out of money and had to lay off everybody, a very nice place to work. So you said two brothers and I'm like, I'm thinking of that Rick and Morty episode. Two brothers on a, on a, cars and then the aliens show up. Alien invasion, tomato monster, Mexican armada brothers. Who are just regular brothers? They're just regular guys running regular in a van from a from an asteroid <laughs> and all sorts of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, honestly. Okay. Yeah. So this is gonna sound odd, sort of. Did you see the movie 
everything everywhere all at once. I did not. I heard good things about it. Okay. So didn't it win like a Oscar and an Emmy um, or something? I think so. Golden Globe, all of so, the above. So, yeah, I think Golden Globe. Um, I don't really follow award stuff. I don't either. Um, but so the there's a a lot of people didn't like the movie because okay. the general takeaway from I mean not a lot of people but like there were people that didn't like the movie because the general takeaway from the movie is that nothing matters, mm-hmm. which can be read as oh, nothing matters or hey nothing matters, and so if you take that as the like everything is fake everything like not not even like like a meta way like we're we're in a simulation no 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 it's not that it's literally just like every like everything is ultimately just a construct that people believe in like so it's is if you can kind of pick and choose that um like it's way easier to just kind of not give a shit about things that are unimportant but you're putting way too much time into like like, like there there's genuinely a point where I'm like I'll be picking out an outfit and I'll like grab like a shirt or something. I'm like, ah, that shirt looks stupid. I'm like, wait a second. But that shirt kind of looks stupid. I'm gonna wear that. And like it's it's almost like a like a reactionary uh I don't want to go too deep in like like because th- there's a there's a philosophical you thing you could definitely I haven't I If haven't, you do go to that deep, I have to pee first. That's, just start talking about Soren Kierkegaard for the next two and a half hours. Without context, that sounds really bad. And you're just like, before you... <laughs> if you're going to talk about it, if you're going to talk about you're philosophy, go I'm going to have to shit. Because I don't, I don't really trust myself. <laughs> the void is scary. What can I say? <laughs> I'll show you the void. <laughs> so for your hobbies, um, for instance, that you listed on the survey... Um, in two different sections, you mentioned cooking. Yes. Uh, and your interest in cooking. Expand. Um, okay, so I... It's getting echoey. That's weird. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're far I'm away. too far away. Uh, so I, re- I really like cooking. Um, I actually, for a minute there, explored going to culinary school. Mm. I think that cooking is a great way to, like, especially, like, to share stuff with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I love cooking for other people. Same. Um, and it's something that like, it also part of it is like every time I've done it, it I've got like, people like, this is really fucking good. Mm-hmm. I like, love, that's the best compliment. Oh, but I have, I have a mashed potato recipe that I've been working on for five years. Um, <laughs> that like I tweak every, like every year I, I'm changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I bring it to, I have a friend who does it or two friends who do a friend's giving every year. And it is like a huge thing of mashed potato. It is gone before anything else. But mm-hmm. the pumpkin pie lasts longer than the mashed potatoes. Interesting. Does it just have a shit ton of butter in it? Maybe. Oh my gosh. It's okay. It's good. That, it's high quality butter. That's a though. pet peeve. It's my. that Kerrygold. It's not. It's none of this Lucerne shit. That's a, actually. I'm really glad that you're here for me to talk about this because so like usually when I eat like I'll I'll be at my desk and I'll watch a YouTube video mm. and I've been uh, recently into like the eater videos and Bon Appetit and like stuff where like they explore like Michelin star restaurants and how they're run and that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, it really peeves me out when, you know, there's, there's just a fancy ass Michelin star restaurant and they just talk about like, oh, we just serve caviar. Like this is going to be our caviar dish. Like every, every fucking video has somebody being like, oh yeah, our caviar is a product. Like this is, this is our staple. It's like, if, if like literally every Michelin star restaurant 
on this channel that's being interviewed is doing the exact same thing. Like, how does that differentiate you? How does that give you an identity of that restaurant? Have you seen the movie The Menu? I have not. I heard good things. Watch it. Okay. Because it that is kind of the takeaway from that movie. A little what, bit. Like have have your own identity? Kind of, yeah. Or or or, or that cooking spoilers for the menu. No, wait, don't, don't No, I'm not gonna actually spoil okay. it. But like the, like cooking because it's it's like a like a, a not really a slasher, but like a it's like a bit of a horror movie. Mm. Uh, but the the more general takeaway past that is like cooking should be for people, not mm-hmm. necessarily for fame. Okay, yeah. Or like recognize like you should cook pe- you should cook things not because they're fancy, but because they're what people want to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose uh, I have thoughts on that, but I-, I wanted to backtrack and say the reason why I'm bringing up this whole caviar story is because it's the same thing with- I feel with butter. Every, like that literally if you want something to taste good just fucking add a stick of butter and you're fine like you add a shit ton of butter to potatoes shit ton of butter to pasta or chicken or steak and you're just golden like so i i do try to add other things <laughs> okay i don't like so hopefully my, no no like like there's so i i do i do very much keep to the um what's her name salmon uh, uh salmon <laughs> Samin Nosrat, I think the the salt, fat, acid, heat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I keep to salt, fat, acid, heat. You should have a balance. You, you need to have a balance in all of your cooking. It was also why I don't like the restaurant True Food because they don't salt any of their. It's disgusting. I think it's gross. Um, this is a, this is a, a, an ongoing issue I have with a stupid restaurant. <laughs> it's people like, oh, it's really good. No, it's not. I had ramen there once. They didn't salt it. It's disgusting. What salt? I, I did. I added half a shaker of salt because they didn't add any salt to the broth. Anyway, though, uh, but no. So like, you need you need that you need that kind of balance. So if you're not adding butter, you need another fat. Which I have found, if you're already making the other fixings and stuff for Thanksgiving or for like a big meal anyway, mm-hmm. um, chicken and beef fat is the way to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Or um, also Parmesan cheese. I really like Parmesan cheese. Is like a little like the the bottled shit. Okay. Like the like the jar like the yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah, green yeah. thing yeah yeah do use a little of that because it's got the salt and it's got the it's got a little bit of fat to it it vanishes into the um in the potatoes but it adds a little adds a little sump I guess I came a little bit harsh off the butter there's one there's one particular- man fuck butter <laughs> me and my homies fucking hate butter <laughs> all my homies hate butter <laughs> um there's this one video that sticks out in my head so. Uh, one Christmas, I I bought Masterclass for my mom, and it came with like a free subscription. So, um, and it, I just watched like pretty much all of the cooking shit. And so Thomas Keller has a class on there, and there's one like episode or lesson where he's making puree potatoes. And so, I mean, it's definitely different than mashed potatoes, mm. um, but it's it's literally there's like five sticks of butter and like one potato. And it's literally just like, as he's like mixing the butter with these potatoes, he's just he's putting a stick in, he's mixing, he's tasting, he's just like, oh, this is rich. Puts another one in, mixing. He's just like, yeah, you really, really want to keep mixing it in. Another butter, mixing, tasting, he's just like, so rich. And he just keeps going. He does like fucking seven, eight sticks of butter and just potatoes. And it's just like, I don't know. I, I guess I can't talk shit about 
probably one of the most decorated chefs of all time. Can't throw shade about Thomas Keller. But it's like gross. Why? No, I mean, I, it's so many. And, and that's the other thing. So many other chefs like follow suit. And it's like, how does that differentiate you? How does that? Why? Why is why is this special? Like, mm. I don't know. I love that I'm this done. is this is the part that you've gotten the most animated about. You're like leaning on the on the table. Yeah, and you're like, man, this. <laughs> uh, but no, like especially with because if you follow the same salt, fat, acid, heat thing, the only acid in a like a like a stock standard potato or mashed potatoes is going to be the potato. Mm-hmm. There's the, potatoes have acid in them, so that's what you have to balance out. What you could do though, you could add buttermilk, you could add cheese. There's other things that would incorporate acid to them mm-hmm. that are not butter, would make it richer anyway, and also taste terrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, one of my favorite things to do. Also, I do skin on. Everybody's like, oh, you're gonna peel your, but don't, don't use russets. Use use Yukon Gold. You use but, mix. But do skin. Oh, you can do a mix too. Um, that's your. That's the the end secret to your recipes. Use a mix of russet and Yukon Gold, and you're. I'm not a big flour potato person. I like the waxy ones more. Uh, but what you can do is um, what. So I'll, I've done this with um, like bangers and mash before. Okay. Which is a, a pretty simple. So you can like you can add stuff. So I do like three or four chopped um, like whole green onions. Uh-huh. Just I like, throw them in there. It's like okay. way too much green onion. Um, but you put them in as it's still cooking, so it cooks down the onion flavor. Okay. And also either like broken up or if you can find like cheese curds you add those in too or like mozzarella balls Mm -hmm. you want something that won't like disperse into the potato you want it like like little bits of cheese Mm -hmm. so then when you serve it you have like this like super oniony potato thing that also occasionally will have these super stringy like Like cheese bits in it it's so good i've done yeah that sounds really good yeah mozzarella gouda cheddar doesn't work because it's not it doesn't really string out Mm -hmm. um but you want like a good like melty cheese. Interesting. That's a really good tip. I'm so fucking hungry now. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there too. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Between the Soup. I really hope that you enjoyed the conversation. If you did, you can reach out to betweenthesoup.pod on Instagram to let me know what your thoughts were on the discussion. If you didn't like it, you should definitely let me know what your thoughts were so I can improve the show. Thanks again so much. It means a lot to me that you're tuning in.